need some motivation on your Chinese business endeavor, may be curious about what the Chinese business environment is all about, or want to laugh out loud listening to war stories on the ground in China, then this is your show, China Business Cast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another China Business Cast. We're now in episode number 85. As always, hello, Mike. Hey, Shlomo. How are you doing? Um, uh, yeah, it's a great be on our intro together. How is going? I'm feeling much... Yeah, we're finally settled in. I, I got a little podcast area where I'm recording this, quieter area. And yeah, it took long, you know, longer than expected. If you missed it... If you missed it, Mike moved from China to Thailand. Follow yeah. his video clips. It's all over there. Thailand business cast. Oops, sorry. I mean China business cast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I did some interviews already with some guests uh, while I've been here. And they're like, oh, how is China? I'm like, I'm in Thailand. They're like, oh, it's kind of confused. <laughs> but how are you? How are, how are things going uh, for you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, we just celebrated my father's 80th birthday last week, so that was nice seeing. Uh, can't say all the fam, all the family because they were all over the place, but most of the family. Congrats! So that was nice. And um, we are probably changing our travel destination for this fall. So I'm sorry, man. It's gonna. It's not gonna be Thailand. We're actually doing probably probably Sri Lanka. So that's going to be nice, but I'm uh, still sorry. I'm not going to uh, meet you in Thailand, but maybe uh, in a few months. Uh, but that's the way it is. And I'll miss you. We'll, we'll sync up someday somehow. <laughs> <laughs> or you come to Israel. Hmm. Okay. You I do, do want to go. Or something. Yeah, I do want to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, your uh, the red carpet is already uh, is ready. Nice, right at the airport. Nice, nice. Um, so I also uh, bumped into a really good app, and the reason I'm I'm mentioning this here in our show is because it's uh, a lot about business people doing cross border business. And I know we are still uh, focused on China, but this app is about money exchange between people. So it will use the actual exchange rate at the same time that you exchange, and then you'll find people around you, around you that have that currency. So you don't have to go to any exchange places anymore or go through the bank. You just meet the person, and that's it. Now. Here's what's not working. There aren't too many people who downloaded this app. Mm. So the more people who download that will be better for everybody. And yes, I know that it's hard to uh, exchange money in China. There are a lot of expats and, and uh, looking for the best way to do that. So that's the way to do it. Um, the app is called YouChange. Uh, change app. And it's YouChange.cash. That's the URL or you can find it on... on uh, on the Play Store and I think also on iOS, and uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna use it more and more. I already uh, put some requests there, which didn't work. But again, there aren't too many people, so again, the more you download it, the it will be better for everybody. So you use it. Uh, we're also gonna put uh, a link in the show notes. It's called You Change. That's the name of the app. Great. And great. speaking of 
Speaking of traveling, where are you traveling next? Yeah, I mean, I can't seem to stay in one place. So even though headquarters Speak. now is Thailand, uh, yeah, I'll be back in China. I mean, I can't stay away. I, I didn't say I was leaving forever. So we're, you know, doing events at Global From Asia. We got the second annual cross-border matchmaker. So it's going to be Friday, October 26th in Shenzhen, China. And I'll, I'll be there a few days earlier doing event management. Stressful things, as you know, with events are hectic but yeah i'll be but be there in the end of october i'm looking forward to it and uh, awesome mike you got to tell that story that just before we started recording about the your easy residency it was so funny yeah sure you were asking me about the e <laughs> you're asking me oh you have the e-residency right and actually we i have a video about it on youtube that's getting a lot of views for for that topic and uh, people have asked me so many questions and i feel kind of embarrassed to say i expired i think they got hacked and they made that's all an estonia residency right yeah estonia e-residency so it means like basically wasn't using it but you can use this identification for estonian government related or anybody that recognizes that as a residence uh as an identification purpose you can use it so you can set up a company and bank account with it I didn't get around never doing that, but I had it and I didn't want to keep it active. But they just said, uh, you know, we got hacked and we had to make sure we patched the security hole. So you have to download a new software and activate it within the next, I think it was three or six months or else we're going to expire your, your, uh, your res- residency card. And I'm like, I'll do that later. And I put a reminder on my calendar for a couple of days before it ex- the deadline in Google. And I'm like, okay. And it popped up. I'm like, okay, let me try. And then I'm downloading it from the App Store. And I'm like, requires newer version of iOS, you know, OS X update. And I'm like, okay, I've been keeping waiting to update it. So I clicked update and it's like, this version is 30 something gigs or whatever, you know, I think people, <laughs> Mac users know there's these massive updates. So, yeah. and I'm in Chinese internet, I'm like downloading. I'm like, I leave less not overnight and it was still downloading and it was all day downloading and downloading. <laughs> and I'm like, man, it's getting close to this midnight deadline in Estonia. And, uh, and I'm like freaking out here. I'm taking a screen, start, started screenshotting it just in case. And, and, uh, I made it just, I, 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 I missed it actually I thought I was getting closer but I uh, I missed it so I'm like come on they gotta let me in I mean I had it so close I downloaded it. there's three or four different types of apps you could get off the store and you need apps. to sue Apple yeah, yeah I don't know or the Chinese internet or something but uh, I emailed uh, I emailed their customer service at the e-residency and it, they basically just kept answering with a standard reply like sorry it's too late basically so I have the card still but it's not active I'm, I'm ex- and I talked to one of the one of the people there that emailed me about my video and I said hey I'm expired and they're like oh sorry we can't really help you that's what happens when you're an early adopter ha 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 and I was like that's not funny <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that's my e-residency story. Well, I'm sure you can get it at some point if you really need it. I again. guess, yeah, I have to basically do it again, they said. So I just didn't feel like doing that. So okay. how about some announcements or some things happening? Yeah, let's do this. So guys, um, we need more reviews from you. So the last one is a long time ago. And these really, really help more people find the show. And we really get good responses. So leave us only honest reviews. Um, leave us an honest review on iTunes or Stitcher or any other platform that you find us on because now uh, we're syndicated on a few more. So uh, 
any honest review will be great and we will feature you here on the show. Yeah, definitely. And the last thing, the last thing is that we are we have our WeChat group and again we're getting more and more requests. So, uh, you can uh, go to chinabusinesscast.com slash WeChat. Is that the right one? Yep, slash WeChat. Yeah, that's where all the details are to join our group, uh, chinabusinesscast.com slash WeChat. And um, please uh, join the group. Definitely. We'd love to have you guys in there. So, how about this guest? This was your interview. I'd love to hear. Oh, I'm that was last week. That was last week and was a really, really interesting interview. Uh, our guest is uh, Greg Nance, um, and he is an ultra marathoner, basically an ultra achiever, actually. Um, so we hear on the show of everything he does, but what he's going to do in January, he's going to run seven marathons in seven days in seven continents. It's wow. like super crazy. Insane. Uh, Really, really, really interesting guy. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah, let's tune in. Tune in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another China Business Cast. This is Shlomo here. Um, and today we're interviewing a very interesting person. And I'm going to make a very short intro and then I'll let him introduce himself. So the first sentence on our guest's LinkedIn profile is education equals opportunity. This is saying so much about what he does and uh, he's working to expand education access. And you'll see this in a sec. However, I'll say one thing about him to make things interesting. He loves exploring the, out, the outdoors and he's an ultra, ultra marathoner and has solo climbed Mont Blanc, swam across the Nile River and ran 250 kilometers through the Gobi Desert. Next up, he's going to run seven marathons in seven days in seven continents, beginning in Antarctica, and that's going to be the end of January 2019 and finishing in Miami six, six days later. I really want to ask him about this. Hello, Greg Nance. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you again for the invitation and for the opportunity here. Really, really excited to have you here. Uh, got uh, lots of things to ask you. Um, we're going to talk about personal finances, which is something that uh, I personally very connected to about crazy running here. And <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we prepared some questions for you. Um, but how about you uh, introduce yourself uh, uh a little bit more of the stuff that you do? Absolutely. Well, I think you really hit the highlights there. So it's, it's all downhill from this moment. But uh, <laughs> uh, on, uh, on my side, I'm, a, I'm really passionate about mentorship. And I'm passionate about paying it forward because I've had incredible mentors that at every stage of my life, from a young athlete to, to a young debater to a college applicant, scholarship recipient, young entrepreneur, and now adventure mountaineer, ultramarathon runner. I've had people open up incredible opportunities, incredible perspective, and I'm on a mission to pay that forward through mentorship, um, primarily connecting folks to, uh, to opportunities and to, to advisors to help them dream bigger and then work hard to make it happen. And I'm an entrepreneur kind of by accident initially because I realized that what I wanted to do didn't quite exist. So I had to go build it and find some awesome people to do it with. 
And uh, I've had the fortune of working on two just really, really cool projects with some really, really fabulous people over the last decade, moneythink.org and dyad.com, which uh, I'd love to share more on as we, uh, as we dive in here. Okay. Uh, so let's do that. I'm just going to mention a little more that you are a board of director member for the Truman Scholars Association and your work was recognized by, by the World Economic Forum, New York Times, Wall Street Journal and others. And I got something here about President Obama, but I'm not sure. What's that? Uh, yeah, my uh, NGO that I'm uh, that I'm working on, Money Think. We we do some awesome work. We we help inner city teenagers in the U.S. get federal grant money and scholarships to attend university, um, opening up college access to a community that's been underserved uh, historically in a, in a major way. And we've been making a lot of progress, active in 30 cities across the U.S. Um, helping folks, you know, literally changing lives as we go. And President Obama and his team kind of found us, found the work that we were doing, and then uh, named us wow. and recognized us a champion of change, which uh, that was back in uh, 2012 to date myself a little bit here. But a uh, really special milestone for us to get that recognition. And it was really inspiring for a lot of the students that we serve who, um, you know, President Obama's the first president looks like them. And it uh, made it doubly sweet that now the mentorship program that's helping them pay for college is recognized by a president that they, they so admire. Respect on that. Um, let's talk about MoneyThink and Diat.com. So let's go back a little bit. Why did you start those and how do you exactly help student, students earn, earn the scholarships? That's for MoneyThink. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, in that, you know, I introduced myself as kind of an accidental entrepreneur because that's how I felt at the time. I, I was a um, sophomore at the University of Chicago, and I was a runner, so I'm out training. And uh, there's one long training run, and I, I look out, it's the end of summer, and I realize that as I'm going back to college in this really kind of nice, ivy-decked campus, old Gothic buildings, you know, wonderful resources, professors, classmates, all this, there are students that are, that are about my age, they're on the street corner, and they're not they don't, it looks like they're not working. They, they're not studying. They're, they're dealing on drugs and they're drinking uh, malt liquor out of brown paper bags. And that little moment there on that street corner uh, during the middle of this long run, it, uh, it cemented in my mind a, a powerful idea, which is though intelligence and genius may be distributed um, equally throughout the world, opportunity is not. And I, I started thinking about, Hey, how, how lucky have I been? Great parents, great teachers, great school system, really smart classmates, really uh, wonderful coaches, a great pastor, all of these wonderful, wonderful things, um, happened in my life. Very, very fortunate, very lucky to be there. Uh, how can I, and, and others like me that want to make a difference, how could we make a difference? Cause we don't, we don't know much. We don't have a teaching certificate. We, uh, what more can we do? And what we realized is, hey, one thing that we do have some knowledge around is the university application process. Um, I was a scholarship student, so I was there because I got some funding to, to, to pay for it. We could maybe pay that forward. And that began uh, the, the first seeds planted of what would become Money Think. And simple idea, sending college students into high school classrooms to kind of inform and inspire around uh, issue, issues about education access and, uh, and scholarship. And, and the way that we do it is we focus on 
a very, very archaic uh, part of the college process, and that's called the FAFSA. And that's an acronym, and it's uh, it's financial assistance from the federal government, and it's uh, basically free money if you know how to apply for it, and it uh, it's a material amount of money. It can be upwards of five to ten thousand dollars, and for a lot of students, that's a game changing amount of money. And what we realized is our uh, our mentors could actually give a lot of guidance there, give a lot of help and assistance, and. It was only several months into this little volunteer project that my friend said, oh, well, I didn't realize you were an entrepreneur. Um, it's like, whoa, I, am I? I don't think so. Um, and it's it was because you know, our motivation was very much just to get out in the community, try to help, and try to make a, uh, you know, a small difference as we go. But very quickly – That was all voluntarily, right? That was. Yeah, this is back in 2008, 2009 um, while I'm a university student. And it's uh, really, really – powerful to see the power of volunteers and the, the power of some passion when people are dedicating that and um, day by day by day we start making strides going forward okay Greg about the ad um, uh, helping earning the admission scholarship for students uh, I mean I want to go a little bit into China because this is what we're all about and I want to know about the toughest challenges getting this startup up and, and, and running in China Absolutely. Yeah. With, um, uh, fortunately with diet.com had had the benefit of a few years of experience, uh, working on a similar model, you know, leveraging online resources, leveraging mentors in the school system to help students. And with a little bit of that experience, I was, uh, um, kind of brazen enough to think I could make it happen in China. And so I, I think number one, uh, big challenge was very, very few resources and little understanding of local market dynamics. I was very much a guy with a big idea and not much else. Um, you know, coming uh, coming to China with just uh, an, you know a little business plan I wrote up on Evernote on the flight over, calling up a couple of friends from college to see if I could get some advice and some help and a, a couch to crash on. Um, it was very, very uh, kind of lean days early. It's just figuring out which side was up as we go. So big challenges, uh, few resources, little understanding, not having access to like a talent pool or a customer base up front, and then trying to sell a product that hadn't previously existed, uh, doing online mentorship where you book time with a uh, a mentor that you can meet with that can give you advice for your college application, for your scholarship process, that, uh, that just – didn't exist uh, before 2012. And so the result of that was it's really, really an uphill battle, but it's one that, uh, you know, we were really, really inspired by because we knew that the, uh, this was an idea whose time had come and it was just up to us to keep pushing, keep knocking on that door until it opens. And how far you are now? Yeah, it's, we've come a distance. We're, we're going to celebrate our sixth birthday, September 5th, 2018, which we're really jazzed about. Still be alive, still be kicking. We've got a team of over 25 now at HQ here in Shanghai. Got an amazing network of mentors in like 20 different countries around the world that give incredible advice. And we've have a you know a market leading website and web platform that makes this experience really seamless and frictionless and fun and exciting and engaging for the students that we serve. So we've made some big strides. We're still hungry. We're still ambitious, trying to get to that next level. That's amazing to hear. So from your academic and those professional achievements what what's keeping you motivated going through all this i mean i i'm sure it's sometimes hard like for every entrepreneur 
it is, you know, it, there's challenges every single day, but for me, it's a, the motivation is the mission. You know, we've got a huge, huge opportunity to impact literally millions of students around the world that aspire to a great education that don't know how to yet make that happen. There's a big gap that they've got to jump and we want to be the bridge that makes that possible. And I, I you know, it wakes me up in the morning thinking about these students around the world that have that hunger, have that motivation, and yet don't yet have the right resources. And we think that diet.com can be the platform through free online video, free online articles, free online tools, and then paid one-for-one mentorship to actually make it sustainable and make it profitable and, and, uh, and growable and scalable here. We've got a big opportunity. And so the, the mission really is the motivation. So it's a model of of uh, let's say 95% of the content is free and then about 5% I assume is, uh, is paid one, which is the paid mentorship. It's a one-on-one. It, exactly. It's a freemium style model where mm-hmm. yeah, students, students around the world can actually go through the entire application process using diets, free resources. Uh, and we get, you know, I, I just got an email last week, which was, you know, gave me the biggest smile. This fellow for the last two years has been using our free resources to prepare himself. And now he's gotten offered to, to Berkeley, his dream school. And he's a guy from like the middle of nowhere, China that didn't think that was ever possible, but we've got this, you know, free online content for students just like that, that have a dream that are willing to work for it. Wow. This is great. Like the China Business Cast and want to get involved? We have special offers for supporters of the show, starting from just one U.S. dollar and up. We have something for everyone. Check out all the different ways to engage at www.chinabusinesscast.com slash support. That's www.chinabusinesscast.com slash support. Thanks. Let's let's talk about running. <laughs> it's I guess big part of your life. Awesome. <laughs> I guess it's something that you that you, you like talking about. <laughs> I do. People can't shut me up. You got to be careful. Oh, 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 we'll try. We have about half an hour. So, um, first, tell people what's it, what is ultra marathon runner, and then when did you start training for for those and why? Why would you do that for yeah. yourself? Yeah, what's wrong with you is what you're really asking me. <laughs> uh, yeah, ultra running uh, connotates the distance that you, you go. And so after 26.2 miles or the 42 kilometers, um, you've entered an ultra marathon. And so um, for me, I, uh, I love getting off concrete out of the urban centers and uh, frequently ultras are yeah they're hosted in deserts or jungles or you know polar regions so usually it's kind of a somewhat extreme environment that's usually really beautiful and uh, pretty remote and then it's a much longer distance so um, 100k and 250k are uh, kind of two of my go-to distances that i that i most enjoy and it's really just a, a grand adventure and it's a it's a tough experience and it's one that you got to dig really deep to, to to make it to the finish line and, and all of that really really appeals to me i got going in the stuff end of uh 2011. So I had actually run a high school and college track. I was a 400 meter runner. So more of a sprinter, you know, running one lap around the track, but, uh, and realized as I started doing some trail runs, like, wow, it's really, really nice getting out in the middle of the forest and just 
kind of getting lost and spending an hour or two out there and realized I had a bit of a knack for it. And I had a little bit of a talent and said, Hey, why don't I you know, enter one of these? And I actually accidentally uh, registered for a 50 K race on the Jurassic coast of the UK. I uh, was a business school student at, uh, at Cambridge up North, wanted to see more of the country. And I thought I was entering a 5k, but, uh, <laughs> uh Two weeks before the race, you know, and I've been doing a lot of running and like I, I'm, I was relatively fit at the time. So I figured, uh, cool, we'll go to this 5K. It's probably going to be hilly. That's all right. And of course, I uh, read the fine print a little more carefully and stuff. 50K, you know, what in the world have I signed up for? But said, hey, I'm, I'm going to go for it and let's just see how far I make it. No shame if, hey, it's 15 or 20K and I've got to throw in the towel. Um, but get there and it's, uh, it's just inspiring. The people that you meet at the start line, you get into it. And, uh, you know, the rains are coming down. It's chilly. It's, you know, early December, 2011. And I keep, you kind of just keep moving forward to stay warm. And, uh, I eventually see the finish line in the distance and kind of waddle my way across and wow, congratulations. You're 10th place. Whoa. What? Wow. I had no clue how I was doing. You know, I figured I was somewhere in the back of the pack, but in reality, I'd, I'd surprised myself with, with how well I did there. And, I'll tell you, after I kind of iced my knees and uh, took a nice warm shower to then warm back up, I was I was pretty well hooked and started started doing these and realized that it was the perfect training for my mountaineering. You know, I'm a climber. And then getting out and climbing is a great training for the ultra stuff. And so I realized, hey, I can do these two things I love. And really, I'm, I'm, I'm accelerating both these hobbies and they're becoming kind of a, a full-blown passion for me as I go. Wow. What's, what's the... What's the hardest runs or races that you've done so far, you think? The, yeah, so there have been a couple uh, notable ones. I think maybe the single hardest was a uh, – it's called the Hardcore 100 Miles. And it was 162K uh, through the, uh, the jungle of the Philippines. And uh, what made this one so difficult is the – number one, it's the elevation. There's 12,000 meters of cumulative elevation gain. So it's like climbing Mount Everest a time and a half, um, which made it tough. It's extremely hot. You know, we're, we're talking 40 degrees Celsius, you know, 100 plus on the Fahrenheit scale. So you're, you're sweating. And then there was a uh, one of these like typhoon, you know, tropical storms coming through. And we had – eight hours of consecutive torrential downpour and that turned the hills into mud. And so like literally you're, you're, you're using your hands to try to get more of a, a grip on this hill and it's, you got two or more meters to go and it's just, it's a, uh, wow, it, it was a tough one. So uh, my phone, which I was listening to music with got drenched. My phone breaks. It's just me and my thoughts out there for a hundred miles. And uh, boy, that was a tough one. Wow. What, what, so from those super hard runs and races, what are you learning from those? What are your best insights of, the, of those to succeeding in those? Yeah, it, it, I think there's a really powerful metaphor for startup land and for leadership broadly defined, which is you've got to keep pushing forward. You got to, it's relentless forward motion that gets you to that finish line. I think that's a really powerful framework to approach really any challenge in life, particularly startups and, and leadership as you go. Um, additionally, it's it's all about what you put in is what you get out. You know, I have friends that show up at a start line that aren't yet in the kind of shape they need to be, and then you really pay for it out on the course because your, your body and your mind just aren't ready for that. Whereas if you put in that time, you're going to face up the same obstacles, but you're going to have that much better of an opportunity to really push through. And I find uh, that to be a really powerful fashion. And then 
when you've reached one checkpoint or one milestone, you're that much closer to the finish, but it's all about running the mile that you're on and not getting too bent out of shape or, Oh, I'm 10 minutes slower than I need to be at mile 19. No, no, no. The focus is running mile 19 as well as you can. And that's what we're going to focus on. It's the next step as opposed to, you know, getting ahead of yourself and thinking about the mile 60 or mile 80, like, no, no, run the mile that you're on. So I, I guess you're, you're training every day, uh, running for, for these kind of races, especially the one that we're going to talk about those seven days one. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you get into a training rhythm and yet for me, it's uh, a lot of early mornings, um, you know, waking up as early as like four, four in the morning, get rolling out of bed, stretching it out and, and hitting the streets. And of course, you know, I'm working a, a full-time plus job, um, uh, CEO diet.com. And so a lot of the time you're exhausted and you got to really will yourself to get out there and, and hit the pavement to uh, put in the miles you need. And sometimes it's morning and night, it's four or five, six hour runs on the weekends. It's um, long bike rides and all this, but, but really it's just to get yourself mentally and physically fit for those big challenges. And I find, um, a lot of that time that you're out there training is great time to be thinking through some of the biggest challenges you're facing at work. And I'll frequently load up, you know, one of these, uh, one of these big challenges that is hard for me to even think through. And by the end of three, four five hours, I know I've got, a, I've got a solution. I'm ready to put that into action. So this is a special preparation for, um, your next challenge, which is running the seven marathons in seven days in seven on seven continents. That's right. That's right. And, how does that work? So you finish one day and then you go to the airport, fly to the next one, fly to the next one, something like that. Similar to that, it, it's a, it's a special deal. So who scheduled this? Be, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's mind-boggling. The amount of logistics involved uh, is twenty-three thousand air miles of flights, and then uh, to, to go with one hundred eighty-three miles of, of running. And so yeah, it's a it's a full not, plate, not efficient. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll actually have a, there'll be a chartered jet near the finish line in each of these. And so it's really optimizing around saving as much time as possible. And part of that is trying to avoid, you know, flight delays that, that are associated with flying, um, you know, through, you know, standard airports. And so there are a couple little ways that we're seeking to optimize here, but, but you're right, there's, uh, there's going to be a lot of flying and it's going to be really tiring and trying to get as much sleep as you can while, uh, the flight's kind of bouncing over the uh, the Southern Ocean there off Antarctica or over the uh, the South Indian, which is notoriously uh, rough water too. How many people are going to do are going to do this? So historically, to date, so far, only 104 people have have made that happen. Which um, I think is just it's it's like whoa, like I'm I'm going out there trying to trying to make a move, you know, compared to the 562 who've been to outer space or the uh, 4,500 who've climbed Mount Everest. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a relatively special group here. And, uh, in this cohort going out for it, we're gonna have somewhere between 20 and 30, I believe. So there's gonna be some tough folks and as many of us, uh, I hope each of us can make it and, and make that dream happen. And I want to be kind of the front of the pack there setting the pace. So you're really bumping up that number then with 20 more for the 104. Exactly. They've got to wait till they've got enough of a batch to make it somewhat economic and then go get it. That's impressive. Um, how do you manage your day-to-day -day energy levels? Any tips for people who wants to get healthier, stronger, but have limited time like we all have um, or something special to work out on? 
Yeah. So for me, the, the number one tip that I'll, I'll start with here is uh, eight hours of sleep. And so that's, uh, that's one of the few non-negotiables that I found always you know, pays dividends. Even on my busiest days, I, uh, I make sure that I'm able to get the sleep I need to fuel uh, mind and body going forward. And I've, uh, for too, way too long, I was actually cutting corners on that, set, settling for five or six hours um, or even less sometimes. And ultimately, you're, you're just robbing yourself of the energy you, you need. Um, and so that's tip number one, eight hours of sleep. Um, a second thing that's really worked for me is that time blocking so way too often we get sucked into, you know, our email inbox or WeChat or, you know, we get lost on YouTube or some other rabbit hole. And I find that actually blocking out your time well in advance where, you know, after this, uh, after our session today, I've actually got a four hour block where it's a chance for me to reprioritize on a couple projects and I call it workflow and it's just four hours uninterrupted to actually, uh, crank through all of that. I've got my, you know, my one-on-one stacked on Tuesday with each of my uh, direct supports that I'm, uh, I'm working with. And then, uh, mm-hmm. I've got my little call blocks Wednesday morning, Wednesday night so that I can uh, check in and make sure that uh, a lot of those pieces are moving the way they need to. And really I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, not a details guy. I, uh, my head kind of spins at a lot of it. And so I try to make it really easy on myself with, if I'm going to schedule a call, cool. It's going to be within one of these two hour windows. If I've got a big cognitive, you know, thinking project, I got to get done. That's perfect for Thursday afternoon or Wednesday afternoon. when I've got those blocked and then, you know, hear the little social time Saturday morning, Sunday morning. And that, uh, that helps me operate much more effectively than if I have to make each decision case by case as I go. I understand. And and what are maybe books uh, or people that have helped you most to prepare for the mental challenges um, and obviously for the physical challenges that you've been going through? Do you have any recommendations on that? Yeah, great question. And I, I've got a, f- a few books that have been just phenomenal. Um, perhaps the most um, influential on me is uh, Clayton Christensen's How Will You Measure Your Life? And it's a book that really, really helps you to be explicit about the values that you aim to live by and then how you can prioritize our limited time on this earth to make sure that you're living in accord with those values. And I found that to be enormously useful in setting my North Star uh, and be just really explicit with my uh, my closest collaborators, colleagues, family, friends about what I'm aiming for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that I think it really starts with your, your values and what your priorities are. So that. Uh, that's been phenomenal. I, uh, um, as far as, yeah, a few of like the physical side, um, there've been a number of books I've read that I just, I've totally loved. One of them is called ultra marathon man. And it's about this runner who kind of reinvents himself, um, through running and, uh, just incredible adventures and a lot of like very handy running tips. Uh, a fellow named Dean Carnassus wrote that one. Uh, another book called finding ultra by, uh, rich role. And, uh, rich is all about, uh, you know, diet, calisthenics, daily routines and setting really big challenges. And so, uh, those three books in different ways have really uh, kind of inspired me to keep dreaming, keep working. Okay. We'll add those in the show notes so people can find them and, uh, we're later going to get the links from you and, uh, people can uh, awesome. also read those. I'm going to add, um, especially the first one that you added to the, to my reading list. Heck yeah. Great. It's, it's well, you'll <laughs> I'm going to do that. Uh, I have a long uh, reading list on Goodreads. Uh, so, um, I, I share what I'm reading if 
I'm going to look you up there afterwards also. Okay, we're towards the end of the interview. Um, and I want to know um, what are the best way for people to get in touch with you, um, where they can find you, things about you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, I love, first of all, I love connecting. I'd love to hear from you. Um, the easiest way to actually connect is through Instagram. I write a, a daily reflection on my training and on kind of race reflections. Um, Greg runs far, uh, where you can find me. I'd love to connect with you and hear from you there. I'm also on LinkedIn. I try to share a little bit more about um, business related aspects of um, what I'm working on, the progress I'm making, and tips uh, that I've I picked up. And I'd, I'd love to hear from you there too. Greg Nance uh, is how you can search for me and find me there. Now I'm following you. Just added. Oh, <laughs> um, fantastic. Awesome. Greg, great, great having you. That was really, really inspiring. Thank you for, for coming to the show and uh, inspiring our listeners. Absolutely. My pleasure. Totally, totally enjoyed it. And yeah, big fan of you and your work. So thank you again for the invitation. Thank you very much. Doing business in China is a complex world. You can quickly feel alone and lost in its maze. But don't worry. China Business Cast is here for you. Sign up for our newsletter and regular updates on our website at www.chinabusinesscast.com. Thanks for tuning in.